Hi, welcome back to another episode of Rooted with me, Ulangelihle. Today, we're going to be talking about just how deeply parents can affect how we view love, especially romantic love. And I'm going to be sharing some of the discoveries of things that literally made me stop and go, aha. It's also the last episode of the season. We had a great run and I'm so grateful to all of you. We'll be back in the new year, better, more consistent, more organized and longer episodes. Maybe. Possibly. Before we talk, I just want to say I think it's so important for people to speak to a counsellor or a therapist or a psychologist at some point in their lives. And if finances are a bit tricky, please make use of like free services like ICAS. Very helpful um, and just very necessary because we carry so much um, and we try to thug it out and it really isn't necessary. A huge part of doing and being better is getting help so let's get help today's one of the episode is the unbelievable dry white wine i'm not sure if it's a blend purely because i can't place the taste like it doesn't taste like a sauvignon blanc or a chenin blanc or a chardonnay it just tastes like a bit of everything so it's got to be a blend it just has to be anyway it's great it's great for a cheeky drink while you're getting ready to go somewhere so i give it like a fair 7.5 out of 10. earlier this year i kind of had to look within and honestly analyze the weird situations i was finding myself in as it pertains to um, romantic and sexual relationships and i had to do this without internalizing how men treat me which is tougher than it sounds like i had to sit and be like why am i dealing with men who know what I like and then don't provide those things for me without letting those musings turn into what is it about me that is so unworthy of receiving the things that I like and that I communicate that I like. I also had to think about why I spent so long in the same cycle with someone where nothing was changing and all I was getting was disappointment and hurt. I had to unpack why I wanted my harmer to be my healer. A very big part of therapy is the question why. Anyone I know that is in therapy or that's been in therapy can probably relate. It feels like you're paying someone to just consistently ask you why. Why you feel that way. Why you think that. Why you did that. Just why. So I've taught or I've been taught rather to look within and ask myself those whys. One of the many universal truths is that your parents play a big role in how you see love, how you receive affection, and basically what you expect in relationships. Obviously, this means that they also play a role in what you're able to reciprocate and what you're willing to provide. And I was in denial about my relationship with my father or the lack thereof having any power in my life. And I was in denial because I didn't think that I missed him. And because I grew up surrounded by so much love and men who actively doted on me and showed up for me, that it felt like if I let my father's choice to not be in my life shape any part of me, that then I failed those men. And then I quickly realized that the traits that I like in men are somewhat mirrored by what I can remember about my father. And if I'm genuinely tired of finding myself in the same situations with similar men, 
then I have to deal with it. My father was charismatic. Like, he'd walk into a room and everyone kind of sat up a bit straighter and just, you know, gathered themselves. And I liked that in my men. I like men with presence. He had a very dry sense of humor. And I like that in my men. I like a guy that can tell a joke that's so lame, it's funny. My father was also very inconsistent and terrible at like prioritizing and time management. That's also true about the guys that I like. And he would show his alleged remorse by showering me with like expensive gifts. And this is part of the reason I struggle to receive gifts in general because at the back of my mind, I'm wondering, what are you apologizing for? And I have a tougher time accepting gifts or anything from the people that I spend a lot of time with or that I talk to a lot because I'm like, you have nothing to be sorry for. You are showing up for me in the ways that I require. Why are you topping it off with a gift? My mom, my mom was super passive aggressive and her weapon of choice was always the silent treatment. And so the whole house would kind of walk on eggshells because we could obviously all tell that something is wrong but we had no idea what to do about it because she's just quiet this made me hypersensitive and aware of the feelings of those around me so i could pick up on a shift in energy or like a slight change in anything and my first instinct is to overcompensate because of this I don't handle conflict very well in my romantic relationships because I'm both scared of being subjected to the silent treatment and I'm also scared that I'll be the one who keeps quiet because for most of my life I thought shutting down until you were okay to move on was normal. And this boggles the mind because my friends know me as a conflict resolution specialist. Like I'm a completely softer person in my platonic relationships it actually makes me laugh. Like, I have so much grace to extend to my friends. And I'm so willing to communicate and even push through those uncomfortable conversations. It's actually a bit wild. But anyway, before we go down the rabbit hole of me being a better friend than I am a lover, my approach to conflict is either to keep quiet or just to leave. Like, I'll ask myself, is this worth addressing? And nine times out of ten, the answer will be yes. Then I'll ask myself, okay, but do you think you'll be heard? Do you think this person cares enough about you to actually listen to you? And right there is when I'll decide to just delete the number and go to sleep. And this is obviously a very flawed approach to it. But at my core, I believe like we're all old enough to know better. And some things don't need to be addressed. But I'm doing my best to unlearn that. Like, I'm prying myself open to say the things I need to say about how I feel and what I require. And even if those conversations aren't always well received, I'm doing the work. I'm asking the whys. Remember how I said in a previous episode that my best friend told me my approach to dating was one mistake, one bullet, and that she wasn't wrong? I'm always ready to leave and just cut ties with someone because I don't want to give them the opportunity to keep disappointing me and to keep hurting me. 
But the biggest lesson so far has been understanding that I struggle to communicate how I feel while I'm feeling it to the person whose business it is. And that's because I don't trust them with my vulnerability. And I don't trust that my feelings will be affirmed or even taken into consideration. I'm realizing that as much as I want companionship, I'm not ready for it. Until I can approach my romantic relationships the same way I approach my platonic ones, it's best that I step out of the dating scene for a bit. I'm learning how to be patient and kind to my inner child who doesn't really understand why she was abandoned. I'm learning that it's important to let my guard down and that I don't have to thug everything out. I'm learning why I define love as presence. I'm doing the work. Have a great holiday, guys. Don't talk to strangers. Not even if they're cute. <laughs> On a very serious note, though, um, please be safe. Please take care of yourselves. Remember not to comment on anyone's body. I promise you they know that they've gained or lost weight. Thank you again for an amazing year. Rooted keeps growing and that's thanks to all of you. Till next time. Thank you.